This is the Zach Ansbury Show. Welcome. Today's podcast clip comes from an interview with Chris Bellani from Foodland Supermarkets Australia. That's PJ. So as part of your role with them and then obviously the merchandise team as well, um, do you consider your role to be, you know, you, you have this leadership role, but do you consider it to have some sort of mentorship as well? Yeah, one hundred percent. Look, what, one of the things that, um, as a as I was going to call myself a ten year veteran in the marketing <laughs> industry, um, you, you, certainly when you think of leadership, you think of just leading people. And while I think that that is true, leadership is also about leadership in terms of your discipline. Yep. So I have to show leadership in marketing. I have to show leadership in merchandise. I also need to show leadership with people and management and also leadership in terms of business leadership and what's best for the business. So as one of those pillars in leading people, I need to essentially make myself available to my team. And as silly as this sounds, my goal is to make each one of my team be able to do my job. Like I need them nipping at my heels because I need to develop them to make sure that I'm upskilling them and that if I am not there, they can just go ahead and do it. Yeah. It's a really good way of thinking actually. And um, what month are we in now? I think it might be the September podcast that will be released soon. So we're recording this in August Um, is with Professor Sharon Rundle-Tealy. So she's the um, director of social at Griffith University, which is a social marketing and so she has this organization now. I think they're about 46 or so people. And she said something that was quite similar to what you just said, which was my role was to make this center run without me. Yeah. And, I, and that sounds very similar to what you're saying. Is like I want my people to be able to be, able to, to be nipping at my heels. And it doesn't, I know it doesn't sound, um, I know it doesn't sound very, uh, very well. It doesn't sound like that's something that one would say about themselves and their role. Yeah. But this is really about developing others. It's yeah. really about looking after the business. And it, it is really about leadership. So it is, yeah. it is really important to not feel threatened yeah. in that regard and look at your team as an asset and want, them, and want them to be the best that they can. Yeah. I actually think that's a, such a healthy way of looking at it for you internally as well, to not be like, I better make sure these guys are good but not too good because I don't want them gutting for my position. Or, or And then also making sure that they can get the most development that they want. That's right. That's right. And look, one of, you know, one of the great pleasures in life is seeing people that you have mentored go on and do bigger and better things. Mm. Like it is, it, they're not my children, yeah. but they kind of feel like your children in many respects. And, <laughs> I, and I know that's the case. That's the case here. I mean, we're sitting, we're sitting at that city West and, and my first mentor is office is not too far from here. Yeah. And I know that she looks at me with a great sense of pride because she knew me all the way back when and she's seen how far I've come yeah yeah I think uh, I know who you're talking about I think you hold a, a little special place there yeah Chris for yeah. sure yeah <laughs> whenever she speaks about you quite often yeah. and like you can just tell like there's this little sparkle in yeah. her eyes it's like oh <laughs> um which is always quite nice so did you so that was your first mentor did so has, have mentors played a bit of a role in your life absolutely I don't actually look back at my career at 
in, in roles. I don't think, oh, I was a research executive at Poland. I look back at the leaders that I had and my mentors that I had. Hmm. So when I think back here, I think at the Embraer Bass Institute, that is, I think to Svetlana, like a, an absolutely fantastic mentor. Um, and By- Byron was great as well, but the day-to-day was really Svetlana. Yeah. When when I think back to my, my days at Pollinate, the person who comes to mind was actually the, the, the owner and CEO, and that was Howard. And I just, I, I learned so much from Howard. He, he taught me every single leader that I've had, every mentor I've had, has taught me something. And I've taken a little piece of that, and that forms who I am today. So with Svetlana, I learned about um, forming an argument about the importance of good research. With Howard at Pollinate, I learned about being myself. I learned about presentation skills. I learned about being genuine and authentic. With, with Theresa at Destination New, New South Wales, I learned about crossing all your T's and dotting all of your I's and making sure that I'm prepared. And then at Foodland, I had um, a, a great uh, mentor in Con, the former CEO of Foodland, and, and he really taught me about leadership. Um, everything that I kind of think about leadership, I really attribute to Con. And now my new CEO, Franklin, I'm certainly learning a lot about um, suppliers and a lot about the industry and a lot about relationships. And um, Stephen, another mentor that I have at Foodland, I have quite a few, has really taught me about just, you know what, sometimes you just have to breathe, sometimes you have to relax, and sometimes you just have to look at the ledger, what's good, what's bad, and just take a couple of deep breaths. Right. So, yeah, okay. Are these formal mentors or has it come about informally? Because yeah. that's something that people kind of get a bit stuck Look, on. it's never been – it's never like a contractual arrangement. Yeah. Like, here, will you be my mentor? Just, <laughs> just, just sign here. Part. That's right. It's just, you know, you have um, – you, you kind of form a bond and a relationship yeah. with certain people. And I think it's almost a – I don't think it's, oh, do you want to be my mentor? <laughs> like, I don't think it's a, it's, a, it's a formal thing. I think it's just when you need advice – you're comfortable to go speak to somebody. Yeah. But as I said before, it's if you're happy to model yourself on the behaviors of someone else, that's probably the greatest compliment you can play, you can pay anyone, right? Yeah. To say, I want to be more like you. Yeah. And that right there is is a mental. What would X do? What what would Y do? Yeah. Um, and that's something that like uh, I keep finding this theme going through as well, which is the I don't know whether you'd refer to it as the good old days where it would be like, excuse me, you know, whoever your boss seems to be or someone you admire at the time, will you be my mentor? And there's this sort of formal like proposal and then formal acceptance and then, you know, bonded for life or whatever that those days seem to be gone. And it seems to be more of what you're doing, which is if you move roles, there's people that you see as leadership or or people that you um, have admiration for that you either model yourself on or have those informal conversations with about specific parts of what you're dealing with or specific or you learn certain characteristics from them and people tend to have almost short-term polygamous mentors now yeah. where and they're very for a time and for a role in your life and you may have someone that you sticks with you for the rest of your life but there's no like none of this contractual agreement type of thing and and it's also, yeah, very, very common for people, or it seems to be more common for people to have multiple. Because um, that was one of the things that um, I hear at uh, different different workshopping events. People are like, how can I get someone to mentor me? And it seems to be the case of, you don't. 
Yeah, look, I mean, it has to it 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 has to feel right for both parties, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it has it, to it has to happens. be that connection. That's right. It just yeah. it just it, it just kind of happens, and it, it's something that that can't be forced. It can't be part of your job description. You must mentor X. Mm. It's just not going to work because your the personalities might not be the same. If your heart's your, not in it, that's right. That's mm. right. You know, you might you might disagree morally on a few things or ethically on a few things, and if, if you don't have that that alignment, it's just it is really difficult. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't feel comfortable giving, especially personal advice to someone that you didn't have such a good relationship mm. with. Um, or even accepting it because they wouldn't know who you are and where you're coming from. Like if you're, for example, like battling, um, weighing up time spent with your family versus at work. And like, if you didn't know the person that well, you're not going to be comfortable asking them that question. Absolutely. Um, Hey guys, it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. There are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and practitioners. You do not want to miss these. In the meantime, if you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury. That is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y. For my take on the marketing issues of the day.